Am I camera ready? Yes, you are camera ready. Good. You look like, have you been working out? You look a little, little really? buff. You're kidding yeah. me. Are you serious? No, no. no, I haven't been doing anything. You look like you kind of like been really? lifting some weights. Can I tell you what I have been doing? Can I introduce you first? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to say Guys, it on the I thing. Guys, I mean, it kind of speaks for himself. He speaks for himself. This is Robert Schwartzman. He's a director, lead singer, Rooney, uh, multi-talented. You're an actor. You've been in, you've done Thanks. everything. Thanks. You're a Coppola, right? Hey, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I don't. That's on my card. Is it? No, I'm a teasing. Coppola. That'd be funny that'd if you just handed really, that to people. That'd be so. It's, I mean, you want to make a T-shirt of that or something? <laughs> you don't really say anything about that, though. I know. I don't. You really, never mention it. I know. I just like. Oh my God, that's so rude. Look at me. It's okay. Does that happen? It's, yeah, it happens. No one heard that anyway. I mean, it's the future. Every, everything's always buzzing. Oh, I wasn't sure if it was your phone or my vibrator, so Sorry. it's glad it's your phone. <laughs> I, or my vibrator. Um, so I, um, yeah, so no, I, I think growing up in a family of filmmakers and the family, like I think the my family, um, I see everyone as just other, as artists. Mm -hmm. And I guess... It's not something I guess growing up where you take a step back and you real and you see sort of the impact of like certain films had on like our culture. Right. So I think Wayne, like optically where people fall and the way how people value things, mm. wasn't something growing up that you're aware of. Yeah. So I it guess it was just like you're like, my family. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I knew my mom. My mom is an actress, and I the movie she was in, kids growing up had seen. So if I went to summer camp. They'd be like, oh, his mom's in Rocky or something like that. And yeah. they'd be like, yeah, she's in Rocky. Like, you don't know You're like, That's cool. what it means to talk about that. Yeah, yeah. so I guess I never, I kind of growing up never really was, it was a part of my life to even discuss those things. Yeah, it was just, it's just your life, which is so surreal to everyone else because when I used to drink, Coppola <laughs> wine was the only wine yeah. that I drank. Which is really cool, by the way. I mean, I just, what's really interesting, people don't think about this or put it together, but. So I grew up going to Napa a lot mm -hmm. and um, going to visit the winery. And the winery, when Francis bought the winery, was never like supposed to be like this big business or something like that. Right. It kind of organically became a real business. And he kind of transitioned out of film into wine. It's Is kind of an industry. He fell more in love with wine. Well, not even like, yeah. I mean, I, outside of just like pure love and joy, mm -hmm. I think he's just such a business guy. Like he's a very creative business person. And... I think he just fell in love with, he always loves family, cooking. Like we grew up in an Italian household. Hey. Ju Jewish Forget Italian. About it. yeah, yeah, I know. So it's, it's like, it's very similar type of culture. Exactly. It's about yeah. food, family, and togetherness. Mm -hmm. And wine and food, it all goes hand in hand. It's all part of, it's, you know, getting together. And I think, um, so I think he just fell in love with like crafting like this sort of brand, the taste, and like getting in the community. But, I think he stumbled into it. I think it was just, he says it. It's like and he just kind of found huge. this. Yeah, and it became like a business. Yeah. And I think he was advised to not get into the wine business when he got the winery. Like wow. his advisors were like, which camera, by the way, am I supposed There's to There's just like at? a million. You can look anywhere you want. You can look up. Is that my angle? <laughs> There's one behind you. Just going to get that. Is this yours. okay? This is ours. That's mine. Okay, good. Yeah, but you can look and at mine. You can look in the middle. Head. You can look anywhere you want. Um, I'll just look you with my eyes. You're just like this, so anyway, yeah. you just turn around. <laughs> uh, yeah, so he... Uh, yeah. But um, it's, it's a really interesting story, and I, I could sit here and talk to you all about that, because mm -hmm. I, I just, even being around it, I've, like, I find myself really interested in, drawn to it. But, yeah, like, he 
you know, when you're up in Napa, it's all about like how much rainfall you had and how many grapes were grown. And wow. it's like it's about it's an agriculture business. Mm-hmm. So it's like he be, kind of became a farmer. Wow. Like he went from like filmmaker to farmer oh, in a way. Wow. No, it really is that. And I think we see a product on a shelf and we have a certain like relationship with those things. Yeah. Like you said, you drank the wine, like you see it in a store. Yes. And I think that so we as consumers have a relationship with like the things we consume. But like there are a lot of interesting steps that it takes to get to that place. Yeah. And I think he had an interesting journey out of film into that. But I think they're actually really woven together because it's all about, you know, products. Are, you can be creative with how you develop something and bring yeah. it to your market. And I think he naturally just was really good at that. Your whole family is, like, really talented. Thank you. I mean, like, it's like you come from this really talented pool, gene pool. You are... Which is so cool. Thank you. That's a, thank you. And I, and, I, and I know you... Okay, so Robert directed two movies that I was in. I had small parts in um, Dreamland and Unicorn, which yeah. Dreamland was insane, your first yeah. movie. And mm-hmm. I remember... That was your first film. Guys, if you haven't seen this movie, Dreamland, and I could not believe this was your first movie. Thank you. Remember you. how many times I texted you? I know. I was like, what the hell? You, like, it was so, it's so good, you guys. You, it's so good. For your first film, it's thank you. fucking unbelievable. Dreamland on Thanks. iTunes, right? Uh, iTunes? Yeah, it was It was on Netflix for a while. Right. People saw it, and now it's on Amazon. So you yeah, can, Amazon, like, get it. Amazon. Yeah. I'm sure everyone listening has Amazon, getting packages delivered to your house and drones, you know. You can... There's like 10 movies called Dreamland, by the way. Is but, there? Yeah, it's okay. the one that came out in 2016, and you'll see Brittany Ferland's name on it. Yeah, if you look really hard. <laughs> but I will say, like, you've always been so genuinely supportive. I, I mean, which I... Which is like, you've, but like you, like, you came to the screening of that movie, you hadn't seen it. And it's interesting for actors, I think, because you get to participate in a movie and then you leave and mm-hmm. then like all this post-production happens. And then you come back many, many months or years later and you're like, oh, my gosh, I remember like you forget. I think you, it's t- an interesting. you do kind of forget. And as a filmmaker, yeah. all you did was live and breathe that footage like Forever. all day long. Yeah. So it's like we never left each other. <laughs> And then when you come back, you're like, whoa, oh, my gosh, it's like a movie now. And I'm like, no, so good cool. to see you again. You're like, we're looking at your face for every that day is for what the last it is. six months. Yeah, It's so interesting, too, because you also fall, you almost like start to forget the people in the film are real people. Yeah. And you actually just only identify with the character. Mm-hmm. And then when you see them again, it's you like you're with that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird. I love that, though. You anyway, get into yeah, it. You do, but, yeah. Um, but uh, so super talented. So go check out his films, guys. You can look them up on IMDb. Can we talk about The Unicorn, though, with you? Do you want to talk about The Unicorn? Well, I'll talk about how great you were in it. And I feel like I, I like you've that always said, so oh, fun. it's a quick scene and all yeah. these things. But it's a very funny transitional really like funny. moment in our story. It was fun. I think like everyone had a lot of fun. We had so much footage of you riffing on set that was so good. It was so hard to put it together <laughs> because you really went off for so long, and it was like really amazing to see your improv skills. I love that. It's it because it's not. I think people don't realize too. Like not everyone is cut from a cloth of being able to improvise. Right. And like yeah. you, it was just so fun, and the crew was like losing it, and that anyway. was really fun. That was yeah. such a fun film, and I do love the scene that I got to do i made my yeah, I agent we... put it in my reel i'm like put that oh, in my good. reel at the top i'm like i want that at the top well, so and good. we had a lot of footage of you like at the strip club going <laughs> oh crazy my the... god and you there's... guys watch the unicorn too that's yeah. a really fun it has lucy hale in it lauren lapkiss nick rutherford it's really yeah. great thank it's, you they're all so fun thank you but i want to talk about some of the worst shit that's ever happened to you because are you sure that's what this podcast is here. about it's about talking about because i mean you are an actor you're a musician you're a director i'm you uh, grew up in this family you have been through some shit i'm sure Thanks. I mean, right? I mean, I, I assume. So. I You're like, no, yeah. my life has been perfect. No, I mean, I'll t- I, I definitely, by the way, I 
I hope that I can compete with some of the other like guests you've had. Don't even worry about competing, to be honest. Well, just, Do you want me to tell you something? I hope it's like interesting to the viewers or the listeners of like what we're going to talk about. No, but, you know what? Anyway. It's going to be interesting to me and that's all that matters. Um, Good. Okay, but you great. know what? It's kind of funny because people come on here and they 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 don't have stuff to say a lot of the times. So really? People blank out. I Even though I tell them ahead of time what the podcast they is, they're like, freeze no, up. I never had any, I never went on a date. I'm like, what? You never been on a date? Like, not even a bad date? Like, I'm sure you've gone on a bad date. Yeah. I'm sure you've had bad, like, drug experiences. I'm sure you've had bad job experiences, you know? Mm. People kind of blank out sometimes. But, right, right. But I'm glad you came get prepared. It. Yeah, I mean, I get it too, because you want to, I mean, it's, you know, not everybody's can be vulnerable and, like, yeah. open up. And yeah. I think sometimes people overlook what might be interesting to someone else. Like yeah. we find our own stories maybe not as exciting, but they are on the outside. Yeah, I want to hear it. Do you know Okay, so anyway. <laughs> okay, I was I wrote this all night. Let me get my notes. No, it's kidding. <laughs> what if I come in? I'm like, like, I barely ah, thought nah, about nah, it. Nah. Okay, here it is. <laughs> okay, so nineteen eighty five, uh, I was at a Philly cheese stand. No. Um <gasps> so do I just tell you things? Yeah, just tell me everything. I will say that I was just happy to come hang out. I wanted to come see you and hang out. So, like, let me just. I know, me too. I love yeah. that. I'm I was so like, do I have to, to talk you. about? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I will tell, I'll tell you one story about dating. Okay. Because it's a good, relatable subject. Yes. And I, I found a way to, to relate it to the topic of Worst First because it wasn't my first date, but it was, like, the first time that I had, like, engaged with somebody through, like, social media. Uh-huh. And it was during the MySpace days. Oh, my God. And um, so for people listening, MySpace was um, – Tom started it. And, we were all uh, friends with Tom. It was acquired by no, – yeah, yeah. But um, so I had met somebody in real life, mm-hmm. and then I reconnected through MySpace. So there was already like – you know, you knew who you were talking to, and like, so it wasn't like just the who is yeah. this person kind of yeah. thing. Right. So we set up a date like through MySpace, like going back and forth, blah, blah, I'll pick you up at this time. Oh, here's my address, bam. And I think then eventually, you know, it was it, like you end it with like, here's my cell phone, like text when you're there or something like that. Right. So, um, so it was teed up through the world of MySpace. First time I'd ever had that sort of engagement. And I go to pick her up, and um, I, I'm like, hey, come down. Like, uh, I'm pulling up. Yeah. So I like pull. There's an apartment building. I like pull into the driveway and I'm like double park, like the hazard lights on waiting. And this girl comes out of the building and she's like, hey. And like, and I've never seen this person in my life. I had no idea. I literally, I'm telling you, <laughs> a, str- a complete stranger comes out of the building and goes, oh, my God. And I'm like. I, I didn't know what to do, so I was like, hey. Oh, my God. And I, right, th- right, right through my mind, I was like, okay, what happened? Like, I think, was, did, I, did I message the wrong person? Like, what was I yeah. doing? Because I was like, that definitely was this person. So this total stranger comes out of the building. Oh, my God, so good to see you. Gives me a hug, gets in the car. And I, like, start to back out. And she can see, she can tell that I'm starting to be, like, looking confused yeah because she gets in the car like hey oh my god good to see you like so we're go- like where are we going like that kind of- it was like starting the date was starting yeah and i kept thinking i don't know who this person is and i was trying to make conversation <laughs> and then and then um she's like uh you don't oh my god wait i do you you don't like she kind of put together i was like i looked confused and then just as those words left her mouth the girl that i was supposed to pick up came out of the building sees me in the car with like some girl there 
And just as she comes out of the building, some other guy walks down the street towards the building. And everybody kind of catches eyes and clocks oh, each other. Oh, my God. So they both were getting picked up by dates. and she Yes, maybe she didn't... was getting picked up by a guy that she had never met in person. Oh. And it was like and it was like a blind date. She was like, oh, no, she said something like this. You're like Diane's uh, nephew, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, no, I'm not. <laughs> like she was trying. Who the try- fuck she was- is Diane? So she was like meeting a friend of the family, yes. whatever, like you owe me Jim. And then like Jim's going to come get me. And then. So then she, so she gets, we had like a laugh. We all had this like moment oh. of like a laugh. She gets out of the car. Oh, I'm so sorry. But, um, and then goes off with that guy. And obviously he's like explaining what just happened. And yeah. then the girl, and then I was the like, right girl comes and then in. I was yeah. like, you'll never believe what just happened. Yeah. Like that girl. Blah, blah. And she was like confused. But the funny thing was, I swear, I was very prepared to just drive off with her. <laughs> and I, I like, literally, this is what was going through my mind. This is what I was in my mind. This. this is what my, I was like. I screwed up and um, messaged the wrong person. I, I messaged the wrong person <laughs> and I'm just going to have to go on a date now with this person and we'll see what happens. It'll be like an interesting, fun night. Wow. So I just like started to almost leave and take the stranger on a date. We Obviously, we would have made the connection like one block down the road. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, it's just a really interesting first experience of actually like connecting with the way that today actually most people connect is through like technology and these kinds of things, which I'm. Which makes sense in a lot of ways, but yeah. anyway, my first go at that, and, that and then I never cr- had a go at that again. But that is crazy. Is that crazy? Like, you know what's so funny though is that you're such a nice person. You were like, I'm prepared to go on a date with this person. Yeah, I'm yeah. such an asshole that when this kind of shit would happen to me, yeah. or like if a guy showed up and didn't look like his photo or whatever, <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, later. I'd be like, I feel sick. I gotta go. Like I oh, wouldn't even goodness. try, wow. and it'd be so obvious that I was wow. like. It was so obvious that Has I was that just canceled. You, oh my god! Like that fast? Oh my god! Like wow. I've told this on the podcast oh, before, okay. so I don't want to yeah. like tell all the details. But yeah, I've gone on online. I've had online dates. Like I was single. I went on yeah. eHarmony when it, there was no Tinder and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I did eHarmony. I did um, a couple like Match dot com, whatever. And when the guys would show up, a lot of the times they didn't look like their photo at all. And I was like, this is crazy. Wow, like, yeah. I'm not going to fucking subject myself to this. Yeah. Did you, you know? feel like like a switcheroo or something, like duped in some way? I did, because a yeah. lot of the time, like one time the guy was like, I'm 5'10", and he showed up and he was shorter than me. Hmm. And I was like, who? Like, what? Like, I couldn't even. you're so dead. isn't everyone I'm shorter? Dead, I'm like, Jeez. five. You're like, WNBA, five, five. right? <laughs> Did they know about the, your WNBA tryouts? Did, you <laughs> so didn't talk about that? <laughs> So yeah, so basically, know, that's a good story. <laughs> Point guard. Oh, so man. basically, um, basically, I like you know, I I don't tolerate it. But you're so sweet to do that. Thank you. That's you're just a nice person. I appreciate you're that. a really nice person. You know, Thanks. some people are nice. I don't think I'm a, I'm like nice to a point, but then I'm not nice. You know mm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't I don't like put myself through stuff I don't like want to. I only know the nice side of you, so. <laughs> I seriously, I don't know the other side. I mean, the, I'll I shake my have, head, but I yeah, don't know. Where you're I don't have like a mean side, but I yeah. like. I've been getting this a thing I've been trying to work on lately is like boundaries. You know what I mean? Like, do you ever have people where they they ask you to do things or they kind of pressure you to do things and you don't really want to do them, mm. but a lot of the times you just go along with it just because you're like, oh, this is my friend, and so I'm just gonna go along with it, even though this isn't something I really want to do. Every day, Brittany. <laughs> Every day, trying to pick a damn restaurant, 
Let's get it that season. No, you're. I, I hear you. I, I fully hear you. I, I. It's. It's a good. So you feel like you're getting I'm, better at saying no when you, I'm when you don't feel better something. At saying no. Good. Like I'm starting to stick up for myself and like. That's big. Right. I, yeah. I feel like my whole life I've been kind of like you, except for when it came to dating. I was like, oh hell no, I'm not sitting with this fucking gingivitis yeah. ass having <laughs> fucking five foot two motherfucker. Like oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. except when it comes to dating, then I, then I was always kind of tough. But everything else, I was a total pushover. Like mm. people would be like you know come to this thing or like can you come like drive across town and come to my event and shout it out and do all this stuff and blah blah, blah. and i was like oh it's a friend sure i'll do it you yeah. know what i mean now yeah. i'm kind of like no i'm starting to have boundaries mm. you know mm-hmm. i think that's important yeah of course I but mean, it is hard to say no well, look i mean it's a what's great is you're struggling with in the example you just gave wanting to do something good for a friend of yours or like be supportive yeah right yeah which is a nice thing to want to yeah. be and then like deep down maybe do i really feel like this is something i want to be supportive of yeah like you know it's, but it's a good quality if you're actually those are good things i think yeah. to be support it's nice but and, i want to talk yeah, more about anyway. you okay sorry <laughs> you didn't know that you're coming on my <laughs> podcast it's called uh life coach uh that's kidding did you ever have any bad experiences on set? Because you've done a bunch of movies. I mean, guys, here's he's the guy in the Princess Diaries. That's right. Isn't that so insane? I don't. I mean, I think it. I look at you in that movie because it was it's on all the time. Yeah. On E, they play it constantly. Did you know that? I do know it's on E, but I know I do know it gets. I see it when I'm flipping through the channel. Sometimes I see it. I'm like, whoa! Oh my god, it's on. You're like, whoa! My hair looks really good. <laughs> well, no, it's funny like that. Um, I just like looking back on that experience, which was really great. I was in high school. I was a senior, and when you're a senior in high school, like it's you're right. You're at that pivotal point in your life where you're like, okay, where am I going to college? What am I doing? Mm-hmm. And I I hadn't really like set my sights on like becoming an actor. Mm-hmm. Like that wasn't like a the thing you wanted to growing do. up. Yeah, growing up, I wanted to make movies. Mm-hmm. Like I wanted to direct movies, and that was like what I was doing. With my friends, we'd write and make short films and. I really love creating things from scratch. Like mm-hmm. that gets me excited. And then I fell in love with music at this right around the time of the Princess Diaries. Like maybe a little mm-hmm. before that, I started Rooney, mm-hmm. and I just fell in love with songwriting. And it was like, well, like I, I, like I had a feeling, and I picked up a guitar and I wrote a song and I played it to somebody. And You're like, all, I got a feeling. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tonight's gonna be. They're like, that's the Black Eyed Peas, dude. You're like, no, yeah. it's my song. Um, yeah. He he lifted that from <laughs> a demo I had in high school. He found it. Anyway, I won't say, well, he knows. I said. Um, so, uh, so you weren't sure you, you wanted to do acting and had, it just kind of fell in your lap or? Well, uh, so what happened was um, Gary Marshall, who directed Princess Diaries, he saw me in a movie called The Virgin Suicides. Yes. And I had a really small role and I played like this slick back greaser kid named Paul Baldino. Mm-hmm. And my cousin Sophia directed that movie. Mm-hmm. Sofia Coppola, everybody, keep up. It was her first, like, it was her first feature-length film, and I had, I, like, she put me in her short film called Lick the Star before that, and I was, like, 14 years old. I think it's just because, like, she knew me as, like, she had a relationship with me and liked, like, whatever my vibe was or energy or look. When you're putting together a cast for a movie and you're thinking about people, you sometimes think about the people closest to you. Mm -hmm. Like, you're like, oh, like, that look, and then you give someone is in it. Mm -hmm. So... 
um, she was like, hey, I'm doing this movie. I, I read for the Virgin Suicides, which was really fun and scary because I and read. And like auditioned for it? I auditioned for my cousin and her producer. And it wasn't that she didn't want me to be in it. She just wanted to see if like like how the role came out if I like said the lines. And... You're like, Sophia, you've seen me play with uh, <laughs> with Legos my whole life. You're really going to make me fucking do this? Yeah. yeah. I came in with Legos and I built something. <laughs> but it's weird that you just said Legos. But um yeah. Anyway, but I read and I, I, it was scary to like do that. Auditioning, auditioning is very scary. I fucking like, hate it. I actually haven't been going on auditions it's, at all. It's hard. Yeah. It's really hard. I mean, I do them yeah. when I get them, but I yeah. hate them. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone loves it. No. I mean, some people are really good at it. Yes. Like they excel at auditioning and they yeah. can land like they're great at that. I know. I don't get that. It's a, it's like a confidence thing. I always feel like I'm really good at it. Yeah. And then I don't get a call back and I'm like, all right, guess I have no idea has, what life is. Which, which doesn't even reflect to how good, quote unquote, you are in the room or how good it, it was. That stuff comes down to other stuff. Yeah. It really does. It sounds like cliche to say that, but it really does. Like if um, you looked the part, or yeah, they with were some like, another yeah, actor, like right. how do they look as a couple? Like let's like, does it work? Is it the right? Like I just think a lot of decisions are made outside of just like pure skill. But um, anyway, so Gary liked me in the Virgin Suicides and asked me to come read. Like I was sent the script through. Like I wasn't pursuing acting, right? But I was like, got my hands on the Princess Diaries. I, I wasn't familiar with the life it had had prior, as far as like as a series, right? And I went in and I did the best I could and I went and read for him. And um, he was like very, like a very warm, creative, like inspiring guy to be around. Like Aww. it wasn't dry. It wasn't yeah. like, oh, next. Or tough or mean. Yeah. yeah, he was like really like nurturing and, and I guess he liked me in the other movies. So it was like nice to have that relationship. And then he had me come back and read again. And I went many times and read, 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 read. How many times do you think you went? Let me count. Read, read. <laughs> We're here I for just three more days. Red, 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 red. That's four. Ah, uh, listen, listen. Sorry. Um, oh not here. God. Not now. <laughs> not on the air, Brittany. Sorry. You start screaming we do at me. after we wrap. Ugh. Anyway, okay. let's okay. get back to the story. So. No, but uh, then he's like, then they said, hey, we cast. Anne Hathaway. Did you know who she was? Was she a no, name? She not wasn't at all. a name no, yet. She, no, she's brand new. It was like a, it was a, it was a, a role for her to, to like really become break a name. Out. Yeah. So I went and read with her, and they shot it, and they were like nice. You know, there were real cameras on set and a crew, and it was like take one, and we like shot a scene. Wow. And yeah, and I got to play around, and I got to introduce some other like elements and props, and I had fun with it. And Gary, and they cast me in it. So you were so good in it. I really appreciate that. It's so funny to see you though in it because you have the same haircut still, kind of. Right now, it's I got it's a little scraggly right now. <laughs> well, you just never got a haircut. <laughs> I came camera ready. You just bring that picture every time you get a haircut, yeah, exactly. just like this, just I like this. I should just this. talk in front of a photo. Can I put a little mouthpiece in yes. it? Yes. Okay, guys, really okay. quick, we're anyway. gonna take a really quick break, and we will be right back with Robert Schwartzman on Worst Firsts. And we're back. On Worst First, we have Robert Schwartzman here. He is delightful. He's been a friend of mine forever. If you're just tuning in, thanks, welcome. Uh, you might want to rewind and listen to the first part of this episode because it's majorly intriguing. Um, you were just telling me about how you landed the Princess Diaries role, which mm -hmm. is so cool. I love how it just fell in your lap, unlike most actors who are just like, can you sure, Can you please, can I get a part? Can I audition, please? I'll play, I'll, I'll play a shadow. I'll play anything. That's so cool. Well, I'll say this, it, but I will say, I think in had 
going in for the role many times and if it didn't work or it wasn't like the right look or vibe with Anne, mm. I don't think it would have like, I would have worked. Yeah. So I do think there was a process to it. It wasn't just like, you know, bam, you got the role. Guy. Are you guys still friends? Did you no, talk? I mean, I definitely like friendly yeah. if we saw each other, but right. I, I haven't seen her like in so long. Right. One day I will see her, but I haven't seen her in like since those days. Yeah. Like a long time. Yeah. So, I mean, but there is no reason to not be friends. Can I ask you a question really quick? Because this is Maybe. my favorite <laughs> I just I'll think you, like, about a it. super fucked up question. I'll think about it. <laughs> okay, uh-huh. so I've never played a part in a film where I've had to have like a love interest where like a boyfriend or, you know what I mean? Yeah. When you play that part, yeah. do you find yourself falling for the person mm. in real life or do you just keep is there because like, yeah. I always feel like is it professional I always and... feel like sometimes no matter what even yeah. though people say oh I'm just it's just my job it's just my job I feel like sometimes yeah it looks really real and there might be something that or am I just am I just that just in my head no I I mean I, it's a really good question just just for I like anyone answer really like I think for personally for me yeah I, it wasn't like that, and it was I just think, acting. Yeah, because I, you know, what I remember when I think about that time was just like being in high school, mm-hmm. being like seventeen, eighteen. It was eighteen. Mm-hmm. Getting to leave school and like go shoot a movie was really fun. Like I just thought it was, I was just enjoying the process of being around people and you meeting. You were thinking about titties. No, I just, <laughs> I just liked being with like meeting actors and trying to figure out what it was all about and I it wasn't like I don't even think my mind was even going there wow but I was I was <laughs> oh no I, I'm just joking <laughs> I know I was kidding. also I was making music at the time yeah. so I was like play, I was thinking about music all the time I mean to be honest wow. like I wasn't connecting as much with that experience as I was going and playing shows, which is why I ended up choosing to be so heavily in music. Yeah. But I was, my heart was like, I wanted to go write songs and play shows. So that's where my mind was. But I mean, also, you know, when you're on set, like, it's not like a romantic environment. Like, there's a zillion people around. It's dry. You just got to go here, boom, boom. You're alone a lot. Yeah. There's pressure. I felt really like nervous all the time. There's a thousand cameras. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to do a good job. I didn't feel like experienced. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't really feel like I knew what I was doing, to be honest. Wow. But but you did such a good job not knowing what you were doing. No, I'm (laughs) glad you feel that way because I I just, I'm glad. I I will say this I meet people who have seen the movie or tell me that. It meant a lot to them. Yeah. And that's what it's all about because you just want to make things people feel excited about. Right. So as long yeah. as it has an impact that people are like, even if it's like two people were like, you changed, you felt, I felt so happy when I saw this or heard this. Right. That's enough. Right? I know. I feel that way yeah. too. I yeah. feel that way too. Even with the podcast when like one person will write to me and be like, I love this episode. It was really remarkable yeah, and changed my whole about. life. It means so much. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Yeah. And I appreciate all you guys listening and I read all your um, feedback. We have like over a thousand reviews That's on amazing. iTunes. It's like amazing. people are so That's awesome. So, cool. so so grateful for all of you listening. Um, so when you f- first started performing and going on stage and stuff, did you yeah. ever have a bad show where you were just like, this yeah. is terrible. Get me the fuck out of here. I was trying to think of a worse first for that. For that? Yeah. Well, well I will say this and this is not like a plug in any way. It's yeah. actually just natural. But. So my first show I ever played as Rooney was actually under the name Ed Rooney, and we were na- I named the band after the principal of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, which is kind I of fun. I didn't even know that. So we had a show uh, in L.A. at the Troubadour, oh. opening for uh, another band. Uh huh. And um, 
Which was a great venue to get a chance Huge. to play in, I mean, right? everyone. Like, yeah. Elton John, forgetting right. my husband's band, Molly. Yeah, like, yeah. it's been there. there. It's yeah. an iconic venue. Yeah. So, I, again, I didn't know what I was doing, but we were like a garage band who would rehearse every night in like a garage. And after school, it was like an after school kind of band. Mm-hmm. So we needed a band name. And I was like, oh, maybe we'll play under like Untitled Band or something like that, <laughs> which is like so stupid. But... I just watched Furious Bueller's Day Off, so I was like, how about Ed Rooney? So it was like, great, Ed Rooney, there it is, poof, Ed Rooney. And there was no real thought behind it. I love it. And then after that show, like, people started coming back to another show, and there was, like, sort of this natural, organic, like, hey, like, I like the band, and going on, like, message boards at the time. Wow. Because um, it was all about message boards. Yeah. Shout out message boards. <laughs> You guys so, know what message boards are? Anybody, everyone listening? I don't even know. 13-year-olds. That, it's pretty What's amazing. A message, a message board? <laughs> board was on a website, and you'd have to go to a specific website to engage with that person. <laughs> yes. So anyway, it was really organic, and I'm really like proud of that, that people just started to like the music, and that's how it should be. But um, the first show I ever played, it was kind of like silly, but we decided to play a cover of Weezer's Say It Ain't So. Which is so perfect. Which is a great song. Yeah. And I love Weezer so much. And at that, growing up in like, you know, mid 90s, like ish, you start to, you love everything on the radio and that's how you find music and through your siblings and you just like find stuff. But I didn't, I stupidly like didn't learn the lyrics of the song. No, I knew. Stop. But I know, but You're I say it. No, I knew that part. I knew the part that most people know when they sing along to a song. Right, like but the not all parts, the word words. But yeah. all the word, the bridge, like those yeah. cut, those subtle, that little word and that one line. Sometimes we sing along to songs we love so much, but we don't know the lyrics. Right. It's still, like, test yourself. Or we need the song to be playing for us to know. To know what to it was, yeah. It, yeah. You just sing it cold. You're like, oh my God, I've heard this song a thousand times. But I, I still don't know the words. Yeah. Anyway, I just remember like stumbling on words and making stuff up. And it was like kind of embarrassing because some friends in the audience who love that song were called me out afterwards. Anyway, here's the full circle, though. This year is my 20th anniversary show for Rooney started. I'm, and I'm playing the Troubadour on the same day Duh. that I played. It was 12-17. So December 17th this year at Guys, the Troubadour. Troubadour, yeah. December 17th. Come see his band, Rooney. You guys have to be there if you live in L.A. It's yeah. a great venue. I mean, if you've never been to the Troubadour, you have to go even just to experience the Troubadour because it's just such an iconic venue. So a little, so tempted to play Sadie and So again, but know Please the lyrics this time. It. I feel like I just want that full circle experience. And that show is to the day, the same day, 20 years ago. Dude. So at the same venue. So I'm very excited, but I'll, I won't talk about that anymore. No, it's great. But, but that's, that anyway. is embarrassing when you start singing a song and like everyone's like, dude, he totally doesn't know the words of the song. It was, a fir- it was a worst first show experience where, yeah, it was like having like egg on your face kind of moment. How you're old like were you? And you're like 17. 17? Or I was technically 16 because I had just turned 17 that December after the when show. When did Rooney get big, big? When you were like 18? Well, 19? I went away to New York to go to college for one semester, and then I dropped out of college uh, my first semester of college. In the, I left New York, and then I, we got a record deal that next January. Fuck yeah. So I was like, then <laughs> See, I turned 19. See, school's for idiots. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was like, I was while I was I in New York, I was still writing. I would right. come back to L.A. I'd perform. I still had a band that was, like, doing stuff. Yeah. But we started to, labels started to, like, get their hands on, like, a CD and, like, a demo and go, oh, we got, like, we're interested. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I think I should pursue this. So I left school. But I got signed when I was 19 in 2002. That is so rad, dude. And then I started, and then I started touring that summer, and I went on tour with a lot of awesome bands that I loved so much at the time, and then made our first record, came out the next year, 03. So 
Yeah, that was that time. And now you're back to directing and doing. Well, then I got to I got to like yeah like push pause and like I still love making music, but like I just I love being involved in many projects. Like Mm -hmm. I just feel really inspired collaborating and working a lot of stuff. So I felt like I wanted to like feed that other like urge, creative like urge of making movies. And I'm I, I feel like we're making movies in this very independently spirited way of like being entrepreneurial with filmmaking. Yeah. So like you know everything it's it's from this you know development to the release it's yeah. every aspect of the film yeah and it's very satisfying and I'm, I'm having a great time and right. i just wrapped a new movie what's the new movie that's what i was gonna ask it's called the argument the argument yeah. who's in it not me um, <laughs> what the fuck it's <laughs> a bummer no i'm really bummed out about it get the fuck i actually brought you here to yell at you for not putting me in your new movie no, can I'm we make kidding. a version with know. like where we do like Dead. an animated like space <laughs> just on a character like they do in the nba like when they do. i'm so offended ah! I'm just kidding. I thought well, I was going to be like your uh, uh, your Johnny Depp, you know, how, how uh, you know, Tim Burton puts Johnny Depp in all his movies. You know, That's what I thought I was going to fucking be. In, and then you we fucking, still bring, this we guy, bring it back. this guy lets me down. I thought, you know, we're Italian. We had the bonds. We're, we, you know, we got it. There's still time. There's still yeah, time. Okay, well. Um, yeah, well, I'll tell okay. you. It's okay. Dude. It's okay. I won't like pitch the movie or something like that, but I'm really <laughs> excited about it. It's a comedy. It's like an absurdist sort of surreal kind of comedy. So uh-huh. things just as the movie progresses, it gets like kind of weirder and weirder in, Who's this, in, in it? this world. It's an ensemble. So Dan Fogler is, uh, it's a, it's six like leads. Okay. So Dan Fogler, who people know from The Walking Dead and Fantastic okay. Beast movies. Okay. Uh, he won a I've Tony for him. Spelling Bee. He's like an incredible comedic actor. Uh-huh. Dan Fogler, Maggie Q. Okay. Um, Cleopatra Coleman, uh, Emma oh, Bell, Tyler James Williams, Charlotte McKinney, Charlotte McKinney's Mark in Ryder. it. Yeah, I thought she was just a model. She has. A, she is very. She's. She, she played a role that was like very fun for her, and it's. It's. It. I can't give away when she enters the film. Okay. But, um, um, Danny Pudi. I don't know who that is. From Community. Okay. He's like an amazing. Comedian amazing. Actor. Where, the, where have you? Come on, I don't know. Danny Pudi. Cal- hey, I moved to Calabasas. Hey. Listen, I don't even know how to make fucking lasagna anymore. Hey, I'm going to Calabasas. All I do is drink green juice and wear Lululemon leggings and watch people walk around with their kids, okay? I got no life anymore, okay? okay? I come to Burbank okay. a couple times a don't, week. I do my podcast. Yourself, don't beat yourself up, all right? Um, Forget about it, okay? I'm just kidding. But Karin uh, Brar. Damn, everybody's um, in it. No, it's like a good- My dog's uh, in it. <laughs> yeah, we needed that. My dad's in it. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much your whole family's in it. You're not in it, but everyone it's, we've invited your mom. Sorry. Your mom's. <laughs> you were. I'm just kidding. I think you were I'm like fucking, in Europe. Or I'm busting something. your balls. I'm never I, anywhere. I'm always right up the street. You, anyway, yeah. but um, it's um, you're like the worst first podcast is worst should I, first. Should I pitch you the idea really fast? Okay, tell me about what it's it. About? Yes, okay. I'd love to hear it. So hopefully it's out next summer. That's the target okay. right now. But it's called the argument, and um, it's about a couple who's hosting a like a cocktail party, celebrating uh-huh. this like a show that. We, we were just at a show and now we're back at their house for like a party. It gets okay. And we start to uncover as the, this ensemble's there together, like sort of inner jealousies and insecurities and of different relationships. And the lead couple hosting end up having an argument in front of everybody that cuts the night short. We catch up with them in the bedroom and they're still bickering and arguing. And they can't resolve the who's right or wrong in this argument. Mm-hmm. So they decide the only way to figure out who's right or wrong is to redo the night over again. To figure out where they sort of went wrong That's in this amazing. dynamic, that's amazing. So they invite everyone. They invite back everyone over. back. <laughs> they invite everyone back, and no one understands like what they're doing because they're sort of repeating everything they did the night before. 
so it's kind of like weirding, everyone's like why yeah, are you like the whole out. the food every, every, every that, beat they're like yeah. trying to get right like it like they had it and and then eventually everyone's like okay i'm out of here and they finally confess like okay don't leave here's what happened and in sort of revealing this everyone has their own aha moment where oh we we actually want to do this too because we had an argument as well so every couple has their own finding resolution in their own arguments wow. by all working together to reenact the night. And they do it again and again and again. Anyway, then it just kind of spirals from there and gets really, really fun and crazy. But That sounds it's awesome. Really cool. Did you write it? So I, uh, I, the script was written by a great writer named Zach Stanford, mm-hmm. who's a friend, and um, I just fell in love with it. My friend Kevin uh, Parker Flynn. I don't know if you know Kevin. That sounds familiar. He for, he uh, was friends with Zach, and anyway, we all started to dive in together and kind of shape it. But it, this was Zach's baby, and it's a great, great script. Really, very well written, very complicated, and really smart. And like it was, wow. a, it just worked really well in that. I really love like when you can try to pull off the challenge of telling a story in one location, mm-hmm. like. It's like sometimes you have to do it for budgetary reasons and sometimes you want to do it because of like storytelling reasons. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it I thought it would be like an interesting challenge to try to sustain a story in one location. And I love the ensemble part of it. And it just like the characters are so fun and complicated and subtle. So anyway, I'm really, really excited about it. We're still in the post process right now but um, we want to debut at a festival in the early part of next year and then come out like in the summertime that's so awesome congratulations i hope it gets in i hope it gets to see sundance or tribeca or something we shall see i'm sure it will it sounds amazing thank you do you have any other stuff you want to tell me yeah i do like you shit yourself ever or anything oh my gosh (laughs) did you ever shit yourself i feel like everyone has shit themselves and people who say they didn't are lying it's, You've no, never tell, shit your I pants. Would, no. Not even close? No. Where you were like, oh my God, never? No. Define, you are so lucky. I mean, it depends, like, define shit. Like, I mean, <laughs> like, like you maybe let out a fart and, like, you a little too much came out. <laughs> um, by the way, I will run for uh, mayor of Los Angeles at a certain point. So I can't. I have to be careful when I talk about because no mayor's shit. Okay, the mayor of Los. You you have to be electable, and these are not good qualities. So I I can't answer that question. But my people will get back to you. My administration will get back to you. I'm dying. But I will tell you another story. What's the most embarrassing thing that's ever happened to you? Um, where you were just like, oh my god, I want to fucking hide. Okay. Well, I will tell you. I'm going to tell you that story. Okay. And I'm going to tell you another worse first. Okay. Tell me. Okay. Um, so I love, I'm like a big music geek and I love like classic rock and I love early pop music. And like, mm. I'm just a bit, I love British invasion music. I love these early movements of music because I just find the songs to be so well written. Like, mm. I just love great songwriting. And no matter the genre, like, I'm, I listen to every genre. I just love like catchy melodies and just like, I just, you fall into a song sometimes. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm just a big Beach Boys fan. So, Anna, by the way, you're like, I love British Invasion, you know, like, you know, like the Beach Boys. <laughs> oh, that's a separate genre. That's a separate world. <laughs> no, Dead. Aside from British Invasion, I also at that same time. <laughs> I own 350 <laughs> Hawaiian shirts, tons of inflatable beach balls. <laughs> yeah, no, I do. Um, but during that same time, like in the 60s, obviously, we're all big fans of the Beach Boys. Brian Wilson's like an icon, like one of the best songwriters. Right. And I got to go 
to this rehe- the Beach Boys were or Brian Wilson was going on the road. This is years ago, mm. and they were doing this like they were opening rehearsals up to like the public. They mm. were doing like these like invite in, inviting the people out to come see the the, the rehearsal. Mm. And I was like, oh my god, this is so crazy. So I I watched it and then I like hung around afterwards. And like Brian Wilson was just kind of sitting by himself, like in in the chair that like an audience member was sitting. He was kind of just sitting there. And I was like, okay, like I have to say something. Like it was that moment of like I can't leave here. I'll hate myself if I if I don't go shake his hand. Right? <laughs> you just like slowly sit next to him, like think they want. <laughs> He's like, are you really just saying this? <laughs> no, I I was I I just wanted to like. Just be really quick. I didn't want to like. Right. I didn't want to be like a weirdo. That person, like, yeah. oh, Brian, the, the second <laughs> album. When you wrote the song, blah, 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 like the third verse, when you go to the A minor, why that chord, Brian? Um. So I was like, I went over to him. I was like, Hey, Brian. Um. Hey, sorry. Uh, I love your band. I love your band, the Beatles, Beach Boys. The Beatles. Yes, that's what I said. Stop. I was so nervous. The words, I love your band, the Beatles, Beach Boys. Like I, I like, like this guy doesn't even know who I am. I started to say the yeah. Beatles, yeah. like just like a batter swings for a pitch, and then pulls <laughs> the bat back, and the umpire's like, "Yeah, you crossed the line." Like I definitely crossed the line. I got the L sound in of Beatles, and then I quickly was like, "Beach Boys." The B- B- Belch Boys. It was so awkward, and he didn't. I don't think he even thought anything of it, and didn't even make sense like of, I, to hear what I said. Yeah. But I left there. It was like the Chris Farley show moment. You're we like, so such an idiot. Great. Yeah. God, I felt so stupid. I felt so stupid. stupid. I walked stupid. away. I felt like it's such an idiot. That's the worst. That shit happens to me all the time. I, I get so nervous when I meet like super famous people. Yeah. yeah. I'm all b- b- you know b- what it b- is? B- I think is because I think, well, there's one just being just a true fan of something and just like really like you can't believe your world is colliding with this. Mm-hmm. But it's also like wanting to connect. Yeah. I think, we're, you know, we, we're like as a species, we want to connect. Yeah. Like we're all about community connection. And I think, like, I was eager to, like, connect with him. I wanted to, like, be like, I'm a musician and I write songs and <laughs> I sing harmonies. And I wanted to have a You're connection like, with him. you need anybody just, in the band? You need a little yeah. extra? Oh, my God. Anyway, there's a, I think musicians just want to, or filmmakers or actors, like, people just want to connect. And if you feel like you blew it, you just, like, kick yourself for it. Everybody does, too, especially when they really look up to somebody. Yeah. You're like, I know we would be best friends. I've seen all your movies. I've listened to all your music. We would yeah. totally get along. Like, I want us to be friends. And you yeah. like, almost, like, You're eager. step into it too yeah, you much. you freak people out. You freak people yeah, out. Yeah, being too eager. Yeah. It's like, a, but that's can happen on a date, on, like, a first date or I something, too. I know, I've too. done that, too. Like, eager, like, oh, calm down. That? Um, yeah, I was, like, in high school, I, my first, um, kind of real crush where I, I got my driver's license, I could actually drive and, like, pick my friends up and, like, you felt liberated. Yeah. I was just so eager. I really wanted to, like, have, like, a relationship with this girl and I, like, I would, like, I was too readily available to her, I think, and I kind of, like, scared her away. Really? Yeah. Like, it was that age where you're just... She just, like, you saw, like, she just, I mean, even though cell phones weren't out yet, but, like, it was, like, if she started texting you, you're like, yes, I'm free! <laughs> Before the bubble no, even was... comes through. Hey, I'm outside. I'll pick you uh, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are hey, you doing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. I hey. actually like when guys are eager. Oh, really? Yeah, because yeah. I feel like when, when I was single right before I met Tommy, it was, like, I would, guys would try to, like, be cool and, like, not text back, mm. like, fast or anything Consciously, like that. Consciously, not, yes, not just they were busy like or something. like on purpose. Oh. And it was so obvious. How do you know it was like, on purpose though? Because they would text me and then I would respond and, and then, then they just wouldn't respond to like the question they asked but me. But what if what if it was like this? Like I'm the guy. Yeah. Like he's in line at like Fat Burger. <laughs> 
And he's like, yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. Sir, next. Oh, yeah. sorry. Hey, how are yeah. you? Hey. Um, yeah, but then like for hours. Oh, that's a long time. Well, he had to eat the burger. You know how much people look at their <laughs> phones, so it's full shit. Anyway, yeah. so I actually found, and the only reason why I say this is because I kind of found out because after I got married, yeah. a couple of the guys that were like pursuing me kind oh, of, but taking long to text, messaged me on Instagram and were like, Whoa. wow, what a bummer. Well, congratulations. Like, like out of the blue, they came out yeah, of nowhere? Yeah, like a couple different ones. They were like, wow. you know, uh, well, guess, uh, you know, I missed the boat on that one. And da 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 da. And I was like, so I didn't even think you were interested. They're like, what do you mean? I just didn't want to, they're like, I just didn't want to seem uh, too eager and text you too much. And I was like, uh, that's the mistake, I think. Mm, don't I'm, overthink it. Yeah. Is the answer, I, maybe, I like right? being, like, if you want Just wanted, be yourself. Yes. Absolutely. But look, here's, here's the, I mean, going back to, like, life coach stuff here. Right. No, I, I really agree that, like, I think in a relationship you just have to be who you are, even with, like, the good and the bad. Right. And hopefully the person you find, like, accepts you for those things. Mm -hmm. Like, truly. I mean, you can't hide those things that really make you who you are because it's going to come out eventually. Of course. So you're better that you see those things now. Mm -hmm. But you know what I mean? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's the thing. Like, that's why I'm, I always try to be, like, my true authentic self. Like, when people text me, I don't care who it is, I always respond almost right away because I'm yeah. always on my phone pretty much. Yeah. You know? Like, they're posting something or whatever, unless I'm doing a podcast. But, like, I – like, and I don't have any problem with that. Yeah. You know? But some people will literally be like, okay, uh, he took 20 minutes to text me, so I'm going to take 40 to text him. And, like, they play all these games. Yeah. It's so stupid. Yeah. No, you know? I, I think um, – yeah, and also people get bad advice too from friends. They're like, "No, don't, don't write back. Don't yeah. be cool. You, you wrote it. Oh, <laughs> oh, I wouldn't have said that. Not the you smiley it, face emoji. Over, yeah. Did you use the one with the blushes on it? Oh. Isn't it crazy how much people think about shit? Do guys do that too? Like uh, guys, are like, did I should I have said so this? So many Was good that stories. Yeah, and I think the like emotional, vulnerable guys. Yes. will like scroll trap all day about what they should write back. And I have so many friends that like you're sitting with a group of guys who're like. Okay, this is what she said. So let's go out next week. Like da da da. And then I wrote, you know what I mean? Like oh, that. Yeah, that's my real. God. And then someone's like, okay, cool. So when did you write that back? Three. Okay, don't write back till like <laughs> six o'clock. Like that. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's very real. I mean, look. But we're both married now, so we don't have to deal yeah, with that yeah, shit exactly. anymore. By the way, and great segue because my next story was about marriage. Oh my god, yay! Yeah. And by the way, guys, if you are on your, well, if you're, I don't know if you're watching this on your phone or not, but if you want to pause, his wife will follow Robert on Instagram. Just it's Robert Schwartzman, right? Yeah, yeah. Just Robert Schwartzman straight across. That's S E H W A R T Z M A N. You Jews know how to spell that shit. Um, <laughs> but Zoe, yeah. your wife is yes. an insane fashion photographer. You guys, she's photographed every single person that. You you love and admire or whatever just every per like every famous person that i could ever imagine she's taken insane photos of she, like she's like going to be the new annie Leibovitz. am i even saying that right is very also, this is what i say because i'm not it's not even like a husband thing but right proud, hashtag proud husband wow like it blows my mind i would follow her and i'm just like I, it gets like i could i'm like okay can it get even better like every yeah. person is bigger than the next person so, um, yeah, that's Z-O-E-Y. Yeah, she's uh, an awesome Grossman. female photographer. <laughs> yes, Zoe Grossman. Follow her. You'll um, be blown away. Even if you don't even care about who the people are, the photos are. Yeah. It's incredible. So yeah. I will. So here's what I'll say. Um, well, I'm just going to say she is. she works really hard. She loves what she does. It is not about the who she's shooting and, like, what, you know, a lot of these things, like, audience get excited about, oh, you shot this person, this person. Right. 
she's all about like getting great stuff like like the art side of photography is important to her Mm -hmm. and she wants to capture something beautiful authentic unique and bring something out of the subjects that we haven't seen before Mm -hmm. so i'm just like really proud of what she's doing and what she's building and like anyway i'm just like really excited Uh, she works her butt off and like i'm just always in awe of like her creativity and you guys have been together for over like 12 years right so we we've been together now uh almost like going on our ninth year see guys lasting relationships can happen it is possible and yeah. yes we do live in la and nine years and they're married and you know look at how he's talking about his wife right now like this is possible so i just want you to know if you're dealing with any kind of fuck boys that make you feel like shit <sighs> get rid of that shit well so and or i will say girls. this too like i so zoe and i grew up together which right? is so crazy we, went to, we met in first grade so we went to elementary school she was in first grade i was in second grade and the school we went to had mixed grades so like kids in three and four were together and wow like weird really weird mm-hmm. that's why my education was really like just not very good that's yeah. good no i'm teasing um i have the mind of someone one year below me <laughs> Uh, so, so we met in those days. So we share that bond of like growing up together and being kids together. And then we went our separate ways through like junior high, high school, college. And we reconnected after like, you know, later. And, um, so I, I was just, I saw like her name came up in conversation with a bunch of friends and I was like, oh my God, Zoe, Zoe Grossman. Oh my God. Like we grew up together. Like, how is she? Like, I want to see her. And I looked her up and I wanted to like, and I saw her photography online and like, I was so impressed and like amazed by her work. Truly like we got to connect through just like, just, I really loved what she was doing too. I respected it. Mm -hmm. And I was like really interested to kind of even learn more about like the work she's doing. And anyway, so what I'm telling you is like what I'm explaining to you about how much I care about the work she does and love her. It's also just like I think even meeting in that way of like having that early life bond Mm -hmm. and then like really meeting her through respecting her work too, like which is cool. cool. You weren't just like, she's got great tits. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to find good qualities in people. Yeah, it's cool. And I like it's just when you're my I've thrown my life into like create creating things and, and you know, whether it's art and commerce, the battle of the two. It's great when you can share that with your partner and like talk mm-hmm. about, you know, things in common. Whatever you do as a career, it's important to have those, like that common, that middle ground of connection. You know, yeah, and music, I, movies, food, whatever it is. And being friends right. is like, I think a huge part of relationships. Absolutely. Like you have to be yeah. good friends because yeah, yeah. Once, the, once the honeymoon fucking lust yeah. shit goes away, right. if you can't hang out with that person and yeah. have fun, so true. there's gonna be nothing left. Yeah, so true. You know what I mean? I think so yeah. many people go into relationships and they're like, I just want to, this person's hot as fuck and like, oh my God, I'm so attracted and like sexy. And then like once that period fades away, then what? Like if you don't, if you don't connect on any other level, it's like, there's nothing, there's nothing left. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. Which is crazy. Um, well, I know we have to wrap, so I'm going to tell you my last story. Okay, tell me your last story. Is that okay? Yeah, of okay. course. I love how you're like, I'm not even looking at that. And you're like, <laughs> I know you're like, okay, so my podcast, we got to get out of here. To, I wanted to close with another word. <laughs> okay, first. yes, please. No, please. I love this. You've been so brand. great. You came so prepared. It's thanks. awesome. Thank you I so love much. it. Thanks. Yes. My iPad. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. Thank yeah, you're, no, you're Camera smart. ready. You're, you're, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, so on, I've been married one time. Before this? No, no, this time. Oh, yes. I was going to say, I was married once, and this is to Zoe. Right. 
And on my, um, you could call it like our wedding night because we had like a ceremony one night and then like a celebration another night. Yeah. Which was the next night. I was like wanting to, I was running around wanting to make the nice, the, the event really nice. And I was like, I really enjoy being hands on with the experience. So I was like moving furniture around and like out in the sun all <laughs> day, like, like sweating. Can you please get, <laughs> no, I like had to get my suit on and like shower and like people were about to get there. And I You're was all like, cutting the flowers. <laughs> yeah, it was like that. Like, get out of here. Yeah, yeah. getting it set up, yeah. make sure it's all good. Right. Everyone's taken care of. You have family in town. So you want to make sure everyone's comfortable. But, so anyway, what I'm building up to is I think I was just kind of like getting really tired and I was like, then everyone gets there and then you have a lot of people, you get spread thin. You, hey, how are you? Oh, hi. Yeah. Oh, hi. Oh my God. I'll be right back. Da, da, da. Oh, yeah. Good. And then what happened with that was all my married friends who were there were like, you must be like, go do your thing. Go do your thing. I'm going to get you. I'll, I'll go get you a drink because on my like wedding day, I didn't even have any food or drinks. I'll make you a plate like that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Great. 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 And they, and that was like, they would just come back with like a random cocktail. <laughs> And I'd be like, oh, great. Da, da, da. And then you go say hi. Someone comes back with like a, a glass of wine. So all these like, so you're not eating. And then you're like, you're, you're drinking. drinking some wine, drinking like tequila. <laughs> you're drinking a beer. Yeah. And then at the end of the night, like everyone says goodbye. Da, da, da. I'm hanging out with my friends. We had like a cigar outside, like kicking back under the stars. And it's getting late. And the next morning I had like a family farewell, like brunch to like say goodbye to the family. Right. So I get in bed and out of nowhere, I get the spins. Oh, and I throw up. I don't miss that. And I throw up like in bed. Your wedding night with Zoe, yeah. And she was like, "You just in your lap, just no." Ugh. I like I'm in bed, and then I just like roll over and just like throw up. Like, and it was like it was not good. Oh my god! And, and then she's like, "Oh, she said that." And then I like jumped out of bed and like grabbed a towel and like tried to clean up in the dark. And, <gasps> and then we were both so tired, just like went to bed. Like in the state, like the and you way, smell it all night. It was on though. the ground. Oh, okay. And like I tried my best to like, yeah, just like clean it really quickly, and then I got back in bed because we had to be up really early, yeah, to then set up the next thing. Oh. So the whole next day, I'm so so like sick feeling, and like yeah. that feeling like you could throw up at any second. I spend the whole brunch in a separate room of the restaurant, laying on a couch, while family members just kept visiting me and saying goodbye to me. Just like laying on the bed, just drinking water, like everyone's like checking in. It was like really funny because Oh my god. It became like a funny like a funny like a memorable thing because yeah. um I don't drink a lot. I I'm, I don't I know, do drugs. I don't remember you drinking a lot. No, I'm yeah. not one yeah. to do that and like it was just on this night where you just want to be like present yeah. and available to everybody. I just got sick and I like it was cigars, it was this, it was that, not it was like all those things added Too up. Much. It wasn't I didn't even drink a lot. It was right. just like the mixture of all of it. Right. Anyway, it was just the worst first wedding night. Yeah, and we always and we'll like it's a you know it's kind of you know I will I'll close with this and I think it's a good sort of message for this whole like everything but mm-hmm. you know I feel like sometimes the best things in life like when things went off without it like a hitch or like going down the road and it was like you had all these it was easy right mm-hmm. whenever it was like that i don't rem- you don't it's remember not it yeah when things are like crazy or weird or something goes wrong or you really like those so those, those stick with you and i yeah. think anyway so i look back on like touring days where things were weird or off or bad experiences on set or those are things that you look back and like oh this one time yeah anyway so f- f- it just you know the fun of it is like looking back on like that wedding night and We'll always be able to say I threw up in bed. I love yeah. that. Anyway, yeah. That's such a good way to look at things because, you know, if it's just perfect, it's irremarkable. You're just like, eh. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, it has no. to. Yeah, well, because it's natural. I mean, is anything in life perfect or smooth? I mean, everything has something. Right? Yes. So it's just grabbing on to what's natural. I think. Oh, I love that. That's the best way to close the podcast. See, guys, all the bad shit that happens to you in life. At least it's a good story at the end of the day, and you remember it. You know, instead of just your life being like everything is great. Yeah, I love that, guys. Make sure to follow Robert on Instagram and his wife, Robert Schwartzman, Zoe Grossman, and make sure to check out his new film, The Argument, which will hopefully be coming out um, next year or the year after. Who knows how the festival stuff goes? It gets bought next year. Yeah, next year. Stay tuned for that. Make sure to check out The Unicorn and Dreamland. And thank Thank you you. so and Rooney has music. Yeah, that's right. So much going on. Make sure to check all of that out, guys. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next week with more Worse First. Thank you. Thanks for having me.